It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to The Actor's Choice, where the actors and actresses have a chance to talk about themselves and their careers. Join us now for the next hour as we explore the marvelous industry of acting by actors and actresses from today's exciting show business world. And now, direct from Hollywood, here's your host, Ron Brewington. Hi, everybody. I'm Ron Brewington. Happy Labor Day. And welcome to the attack. We call it The Actor's Choice. Roll it, Tony. We got to move fast. And you've got one more thing to do before we get into the song, before the closing song. So we do one more thing. Yeah, no, a soulful sneeze. I'm, I'm sorry. A soulful sneeze. You can't read my lips, man. You got to look, listen close, okay? <laughs> okay. So I've been working on this all day. Okay, we got to do it fast. Go ahead. Soulful sneeze. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest today is the renowned ventriloquist known all over the world. Now, he and his partner, Lester, have entertained thousands of people. He's got quite a story to tell. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Willie Tyler and his little buddy, Lester. Gentlemen, welcome to the Actors' Choice. Hello, Ron. Hello, Ron. Hello there. How are they? First of all, we are honored and very proud to have both of you guys here today. Uh, before we begin, Lester, I got a question for you. Yo. How old are you, sir? I don't know. Sell me olden and count my rings. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Willie, that, that little guy is something else. I, we call him, the, I had a grandson. He's called him the little guy. When I see the, Lester, guy, I think yeah, yeah. the little guy. Yeah, that's my middle name. Oh, excuse me. Excuse I couldn't put it on the cap. <laughs> Because I only put Lester on the cap. I understand. I understand. Okay. You know, it's interesting, Willie. This little guy has not changed a bit. Well, yeah. Lester. Well, yeah. he, well, Lester. He came in. Uh, I started when I was real young. Uh-huh. He came in three sizes, so it was like a small Lester, medium Lester, and then this guy here. Who he's done all the TV shows and the movies and all the other stuff that we've done, in, in, professionally. Wow. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how you guys, when you talk to each other, you have his movements, you have everything. You, it, it's it's amazing. You got your talent down, man. You got that crap down, really, really. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's really look, look, looks real, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> oh my God, gentlemen, how do you define what is called a ventriloquist? Well, ventriloquist. Well, a ventriloquist is like basically it's it, it, it's one of the names of the of the ventriloquist is called belly speaking speaking from the belly you know it's like because you don't hear you don't, you don't hear the source of the sound so you, you think it's coming from your, from the person's belly that kind of situation but i was just a, it's just a, it's a, i think it's a spanish word ventriloquism i think it is a spanish word but it's like uh, i when i first saw the first ventriloquist i was just fascinated on how matter of fact you know we used to i used to come home from school every day on the street corner where i lived and the in the window was a ventriloquist figure and that ventriloquist figure would sit there, and every day, every day I'd come and I'd look up at the at the figure. I look at the figure, and I didn't know some for some reason or another. I knew I had something. I was connected to that figure some kind of way, and eventually, uh, here we are. Right. The figure mm-hmm. wasn't what it wasn't me. It wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. All these years, I'm thinking it's you. <laughs> no, I was just I was just a glean back in back in those days. My God. Now, Willie, where is your home? Well, I live in, in, in L.A., you know, San Fernando Valley. But, uh, where were you born at? I grew up, uh, hmm? where, were you, where were you born at? Well, uh, actually, I was born in a little town called Red Level, Alabama. I was born in Red Level, Alabama. And then uh, I moved to Detroit when I was uh, five, years, five years old. 
And um, a lot of, uh, Mo, matter of fact, a lot of Motown acts were born in Alabama. Yes. Like the Temptations, a lot of Temptations. You know, yes. and anyway, I moved to Detroit when I was five years old. Okay. And so Detroit was basically where I grew up. Okay. Detroit. Wow. <laughs> Detroit, that's French. <laughs> Francais. I'm not as dumb as he looks. Thank you. Thank you. Willie, how do you put up with that little guy? <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You do? Yeah, I love it. Okay. He's, 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 he's just joking. He's just joshing. Joshing? Joshing. joshing. Yeah. There's something about you two as a pair. Whenever you walk in a room, immediately the room lights up. Immediately. No question about it. That means they take the light bill. Yeah, I've never thought about that way, but you're right. <laughs> there you go. You walk in a room and it doesn't light up, that means somebody didn't pay the light bill. Wow. Wow. That's wow. pretty cool, huh? That's pretty good thinking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you got it together, my friend. So, Willie, you trained to learn the craft on your own. While in the grade school, you took a correspondence ventriloquist course from a popular mechanics magazine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in, in school uh, in the libra library. I was coming through a magazine, Popular Mechanics. And yes. I saw, of course, I'd always seen uh, Ventriloquist on TV. Uh -huh. and, um, and I saw this ad in the, in the magazine in school, in elementary school. And I said, wow, this is really something. And anyway, my teacher, my teacher, she, she, she took me out there because the school was located just outside of Detroit, Gross Point Woods in Michigan. So she took me out there and we were able to meet the uh, lady that owned it, uh, Madeline Mayer. And I, I took the course. I took the course, and the course cost uh, thirty-five dollars. And with the course, I got a Benchoka's figure, you know, a little character that came with it. So it was, it was, it was, and that was pretty reasonable. Thirty-five dollars was pretty reasonable. And I was able to get that. I don't know how I got the thirty-five dollars because, well, no, let's see, I was no, I wasn't delivering papers at the time. But later on, I was delivering papers, and I was able to, you know, uh, buy all the stuff that I needed, you know. Because back then it didn't cost that much, but then again, the salaries you made, you weren't making that much either. So, all right, another one you could buy a, a, a mac macaroni and cheese, craft macaroni and cheese. It used to cost 15 cents. 15 cents? Yeah, the box used to be 15 cents. Yeah, those were the days, my friend. Those were the days. Amen. Now, later you started to perform in variety shows and talent contests. Yeah, like in Detroit, you know, we used to have shows around the theaters around Detroit where they had a, hey, do you hear a siren? Do you hear a siren? No, I'm not on fire, am I? No, no, you're, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. No, yeah, they used to have theaters around Detroit and I used to do the amateur, worked on, do the amateur shows around Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is like when I was like 12 years old. I was just a young'un and I would go and do the amateur shows. And it was, uh, it was fun because you get on stage and the lights come up and the audience was there and it made made you feel good, you know. Even though the amateur shows and the audience was like they were kind of rowdy and stuff like that, but uh, the Apollo know, Theater was, comes in my mind when you say that. Yes, it was the same kind of situation as Apollo yeah. Theater, but it was like uh, they were trying to do the same thing in Detroit at theaters there. They would try to put amateur shows on, and they would have uh, professional entertainers on those shows also. Gotcha. Like uh, I remember working one of the shows. It was like uh, Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. They were the professional people after the amateur shows, and that was a it was fun. It was fun. I used to watch the watch them. Yeah, come on, baby, let's do the twist. Yeah, that's <laughs> Hank Ballard. Hank Ballard wrote that song, by the way. <laughs> and Chubby Checker, yeah. Chubby Checker covered it. Covered it. Yeah, made now, a lot it. of money. Yeah, he sure did. And still making money. There you go. Yeah. Now, Willie, you eventually joined the United States Air Force. You stayed four years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's a picture we got of you uh, with your Air Force uniform on. There you go. Look at you. Yeah. That's me. That's me as a kid. Yes. All right. Understood. Understood. Yeah. That's the first lesson. That's the first lesson. Indeed. Thank and, you for uh, your service to this country, sir. Thank you very, very thank much. You. Thank you. It was a fun. It's fun. Uh, fun four years. I mean, being in in the service, we learned a lot. By being in them, we traveled a lot. And plus, we were able to entertain. We were in special services, so we were able to go travel or go to different bases and perform for, uh, for the troops. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And then you got out of the service. You start developing your craft. Here's a picture of you showing you back in those times. Yep, there you were. 
Oh yeah, that was uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that was before. That was before, before we went into the service because you well, see that. Okay. Yeah, you see that. That's not a, that's not Lester there. That's a that's a Jerry Mahoney. This is a Jerry oh. Mahoney uh, figure that was, he was painted brown. Oh, the lady okay. when I when I got it from the school, she painted it brown for me. But it was a Jerry Mahoney figure there. Okay. Yeah, before me, before you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. And then I, I, yeah, I got out of service, went back to Detroit, and I was uh -huh. like, because uh, uh, I wanted to be in show business, you know, right. yeah, try show business, and that's when I started working those little theaters, uh, an amateur. And was the amateur? No, that was the. Uh, no, when I got out and went back, I was older, so it was like a situation where I would go and uh, do uh, particular clubs around Detroit, and then the Motown situation was happening. And it was, we were fortunate enough to get with them. Right. Motown, there's a picture of Motown coming up. Mm -hmm. And we, we stayed with Motown. There you we go. With Motown, yeah, we stayed with Motown for like, uh, we were with them for uh, eight, 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 eight years. years. Eight yeah. years. We did our first album, was called Hello Dummy. Yes. Hello Dummy. And, uh, Got another picture of a man associated with that picture is, uh, we just showed you. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. Uh -huh. We got a, a situation where uh, we're, we're finishing up our documentary. Oh, yeah. oh there's Mr. Gordy. Mr. Gordy. Mr. Gordy. Yeah. 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 I really, yeah. I really appreciated him because he was the one that, you know, he helped me a great deal. He yes. always, he was always trying to get get the writers to write song, write a song for Lester and I, and um, and uh, every time he see us and then the writers were there, he says, "Why don't you write a song for Willie and Lester?" And they were writing song hit songs for the Temptations, Miss Supreme. So it's like, what well, kind of Lester? I don't know. But it's like, but they do have a, on the website, they got a thing called the one that, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the the song that wasn't released, particular songs that were never released. Oh, yeah, like yeah, right. Called, yeah, they, yeah. One of them is called Cannibal. It's like uh, Lester uh -huh. and I, we, we recorded a song called Cannibal. Cannibal, Cannibal, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway, it's like somebody, somebody put it out from the, uh, they put it in a particular area saying we unreleased songs from Motown. And uh, we were on there. The, the, we had the Motown sound, the band and everything. It was cool. Right. Yeah, made you, feel, made you want to tap your foot. Yeah. Maybe one day they'll yeah. take it out of the vault and release it. You know, they do that, as you know, they can do that. Well, they can, yeah, if it's there, if, they can, yeah. if it's there, they can do it. They'll do it. <laughs> and if it yeah. ain't there, they can do it. Gotcha. That's another one. Now, you were on the road. Here's a photo showing you on the marquee at the Fox Theater. There you go. Way there, Lord, Lord, there you go. You see your name. That name's there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then yeah, 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 Fox Theater in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And you know and, what? I, we would do the Fox Theater because uh, uh, Mr. Gordy, he always wanted the acts to be in town for Christmas. So right. It was always in December, Christmas time, and New Year's when we do the shows there because that way everybody could be in town for Christmas. Got you. Lester, this question is for you, sir. What's it like traveling, meeting folks, and just entertaining these days, those days? No, I love it. I love it. It makes me feel real. I love, yeah, I love, just like him, I love being in show business. Mm -hmm. You know that? Yeah. I love, yeah. yeah we, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I could have been a lawn junkie, but I wanted to be in show business. Gotcha. What? Lawn junkie. Okay. Forget it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, and I wrote this down because I thought of it, I, I was born and raised in Harlem. I used to go to the Apollo Theater all the time. Uh, when sometimes, as we said earlier, some audiences can be real, real mean, real. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there you but are. They, but they would, they would be being mean at, for comedians, but they would be mean at, at artists too. Rec you yeah. know, if they didn't like the song they were singing. Ooh. And I remember one thing I remember at the Apollo Theater. Next to the Apollo Theater was a, was a, a ninety-nine cent, no, a dollar ninety-nine cent steak place. Mm -hmm. I remember that, that little steak place where we'd we'd always go there and uh, get get uh, our, our lunch, right? Right. When we were there, because when we went to up to, uh, we we stayed downtown because there were no hotels up in Harlem. Gotcha. You know, at that particular time, so we stayed downtown. So we we drive up there and we have somebody drive the taxis drive us up there about one o'clock in the afternoon. And we stay up there, you know, we do four four shows, four or five shows a day, depending on if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. And we didn't get we didn't get out of there until about uh, twelve o'clock at twelve o'clock midnight, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh I would always then we would take the, I would take the subway back down town because that time of the night it wasn't crowded. I couldn't do it during the day because it was it was jam-packed with I mean, having the suitcase, left in the suitcase, trying to get uptown. It was just kind of hectic. So that was uh that was the that was the uh, Apollo 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 yes. 
Did you say Lester in a suitcase? Yeah, that, I, I, yeah, I hang in, hang out in the suitcase. Cause it's a, it's a lot of the suitcase. People want to talk to me all the time. I knew there was a reason. Bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, hide me. Okay. After the shows, they say Lester has left the building. <laughs> Lester, just from out of curiosity, how many other black ventriloquists do you know? Who me? Well, either or, both of you. Oh, oh uh, I don't know. Uh, there was quite, uh, quite a few. There was a John W. Cooper who who was like in the vaudeville era. Yes. And a couple of other ventriloquists around. We just we just did the uh, ventriloquist convention in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Yes. So we were like uh, pretty much promoing the uh, the uh, documentary. Okay. And, and the situation there. So that was a, that was a fun uh, uh, time to go there. And again, it was only it was mid July. July and it worked out nicely. Gotcha. I mean, and, and, you know, people, a lot of people, about 700 people were there. And okay. uh, it worked out nicely. Anything like that. It, it worked out. Everybody had fun. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. And from 19, but then you start doing other things. From 1972 to 1973, you are regular on Ronan and Martin Laughing show. Ronan and Martin, Martin Laughing, yeah. Uh, that was out in California. That's why we moved to California. Gotcha. We made the move to California. Gotcha. And that uh, that helped us a great deal because we were gotcha. doing the Flip Wilson shows and and uh, uh, game game shows. Back in those days, they had a lot of game shows, so we did a lot of those game shows too. Gotcha. Yeah. We're running out of time, but Lester, I saw your website. Great, great. Roll it, Tony. Would you please? Hi, this is Willie Tyler. This is Lester. Welcome to our official website. Come on in. Take a look around. Punch it. Went back to my room. I laid on my bed. Lean back so I could rest my head. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan City, yeah. Yeah. We wrote that song. We wrote that song a whole bunch of years ago, okay. and uh, it was uh, it, uh, it was a fun, fun, fun song and a fun, sh fun show to do that particular day. Everything worked out nicely. It was like the song, the musicians, the bed, the background singers. Everything fell into place. It was like nice, gotcha. nice situation. So, because sometimes you might do a show and you you're not pleased with it, you go, oh, right. well, I didn't like that, or the sound wasn't like this. Yes. But it was phenomenal. It was a number Mama, one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just one last question, sir. I understand you have a documentary in progress called Hello Dummy. Can you tell us about that? Hello Dummy is like we've been working on it for several years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it, I, always, I always put this up so people can see it. So, yeah. so people, hey, 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 you got it in my face. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get out much. Okay. And so it's, it's called Hello Dummy. But if you look at it, it's like Hello Dash Dummy. And you can go see what we call a, 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 a sizzle. It's like a preview. It's like seven minutes of the video, and it should be coming out. But yeah, eventually, the latter part of this year. And it's it's very interesting. Talks about a whole bunch of stuff, and and you know about life and in general and stuff like that. It's uh, I'm pleased with it, right? I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm pleased with it too. Yeah. Okay. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, these guys are trying to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Overdue, to deserve. Let's help them out to make that happen, please. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Italian and Lester, thank you both for being here today. God bless you on this holiday. And hey, just keep on doing what you're doing. Okay, you take care of yourself. Be careful. Stay safe. Will do. Ladies and gentlemen, Willie Tyler and Lester. This is the Actors Choice. I'm your host, Ron Brewington. If you have a product or a service or an upcoming event that you'd like to see advertised on this program, please call 323-533-1036. That's 323-533-1036. Our prices are very, very affordable. Thank you very much. Roll it, Tony.
Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest today is a pioneer of contemporary Indian dance in the United States. Now, she's a prolific choreographer, performer, and instructor. A powerful style draws from techniques including Marhanga and Bollywood. She also does hip-hop, ballet, jazz, tap, and modern dance to create spectacular and theatrical dance. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and artistic director of the Blue 13 Dance Company, Achinda S. McDonald. Daniel. Hi there. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for my, having me. Oh my goodness, lady. Welcome to the Access Choice. You have a tremendous, with the underline there, tremendous background and resume. <laughs> when did dancing first come into your life? Dancing first came into my life at the YMCA in Cleveland, Ohio, when I was three years old. <laughs> oh, okay. When my mother uh, drove my sister and I to take our first ballet class. So imagine little Indian girls reaching up above our heads to the ballet bar okay. <laughs> when it started. And then I just grew up uh, lucky to have incredible parents who just put us in everything. Okay. And dance is the thing that stuck. So it was ballet and tap and jazz and hip hop and modern growing up. And I was lucky to have it. What is it about dancing that makes you do what you do? That is a great question. I think I really inherited the passion for it from my older sister. Uh -huh. And then I just, I, I'm not that great with words when it comes to being, you know, affectionate or demonstrative or pain. It's cathartic when you have dance. You use your body, just the something that we all have to express yourself. And then as it's evolved over time, not just an expression of self, but expression of, of, uh, of cohabitation on the earth with other humans, right? Expression of what do I have that's a gift that I'm really here to give to an audience, right? How can I connect with other human being, beings on the planet in a, in a way that makes the experience visceral and exciting and joyful? Got a great attitude, <laughs> great you. attitude. Thank you. Now, where are you originally from, by the way? So I, um, I'm a daughter of immigrant parents from India. Uh -huh. But I was born at, at Long Island Jewish Hospital in New York. <laughs> in other words, a section known as Queens. Yes. And look at that look at that picture right there. <laughs> there it is. Oh, oh I missed it. Yes, that, 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 train, that train looks so familiar. I went to aviation high school out there on 36th Street in Grant, so I know what you're talking about. Oh my goodness. See, we're connected. I knew. Oh, it. yeah, connected, <laughs> yes. And you do know your publicist, Lucy Pollack. Where where do you think she's from? Queens. There we go. There we go. All the oh. monarchs. All the monarchs are from Queens, Ron. <laughs> so much to say in little time to do it. Let's start with a project that you did this past summer. They call it the Attenda McDaniel Bollywood Summer Class. Roll the talent. Wow, now that's beautiful. That's beautiful. As oh, the late great dancers. Loving, say again. <laughs> I said those beautiful young dancers. Oh, aren't they great? Aren't they great? Like the late great singer Marvin Gaye said, when you see something like this, you say, makes you want to holler, throw up both my hands, you know? <laughs> both my hands. You know? Now you've got a magnificent website called www.blue13dance.com. There is tremendous information on there. Uh, as I went through it, I saw a ton of upcoming events scheduled. Now, one of the Blue 13 dance companies is called, the first one is called Shadi Dance Event. Shadi, yeah, Shadi. How, 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 does, how do you say that word and, and what do you basically, what does it mean? Shadi is Hindi for wedding. Okay. So we're doing, yeah, we have this incredible immersive choose your own adventure audience engaged piece. Uh, right here in LA at Heritage Square, which is the company plus incredible guest dancers like some of those you just saw in the video, 20 of them performing all over these beautiful grounds of Heritage Square, these gardens, and then going in and out of these 
beautiful restored Victorian mansions and structures. So the audience gets to choose their own adventure. They can at their own pace, go in, see Bollywood, see hip hop, see contemporary work and go on the porches and inside to take a glimpse behind the curtain of what happens behind closed doors before we embark on a big Indian wedding. The next one I understand is called Firebrand Sway Dance Film. Oh, that's, that's, that's our baby. An incredible dance film that we created during the pandemic with my incredible collaborator, Sam Gabe, who's just this award-winning cinematographer and director. And we, we got to go to Mars, it felt like. And now we're in no. post-production on that short film. Is his name Sam Gabe? Yes. And um, you. you. You're the two producers. Yes. Right. So I did the, the choreography and the creative direction, and he directed and did the cinematography, which is just out of this world, with some really beautiful dancers. Okay. Next event I see you got coming up is Casa Romantica. Oh yeah, that's an exciting one. That one we're doing a site-specific piece on the ocean, basically. It's this restored place in San Clemente. It's a, sorry, not restored, it's a historic structure in San Clemente, and we do site-specific work there. So really this year has been about site-specific, you know, really honoring where we are and responding to the place and dancing within it. Wow. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. Next, you have Blue 13 and Disneyland Festival of Holidays. Oh, yeah. There we are. Oh, there's the shot. I love that picture. Mickey Mouse and Bollywood colliding. Um, so that's our weird. We're so happy to be back there. We've done several years there. Of course, not last year during the pandemic. And we get to really sort of tell everyone about Diwali, which is the Indian uh, festival of of lights um, and really is just, it's really celebratory. We teach, we teach the audiences at Disneyland and perform, it's really great. So we do about four shows a day starting in November. You mentioned Bollywood, define Bollywood. Bollywood is the nickname of India's Hindi language film industry based in Mumbai. Really colorful, incredible films with rife with dancing and emotion and uh, storytelling, and we, we really take a lot of inspiration from those joy and the spectacle of that. So Bollywood is from the film industry, but also translates really beautifully into interactive audience engagement and uh, music videos and performances on stage. Bollywood and Hollywood come running together. They run together. That's us. That's, That's me. It. That's it. That's it. You've got another event coming up in uh, November. Uh, it's called Winter Las Vegas Residency. Two shows. Vegas, baby. <laughs> yes, we're going to be there in Las Vegas performing two performances. Um, one is the Air Tufan, which is our Bollywood, like a 20-minute work. And then yes. Trip Sikri and Gungaroos, which is a more contemporary piece um, that uh, we were supposed to do last year after our big world premiere at the Wallace in Vegas, but it got postponed to now. So we're really happy to be able to go indoors and perform if everything stays good. So <laughs> send, we'll send good vibes out to the world on that one. Then this coming fall, you've got a how to, here's to you dance video, part two coming out. Part two's coming up. So last December, this is a, this is my beautiful dancer, Jackie. Um, we did it, we shot something else in the desert. I'm a big Star Trek and Star Wars nerd. So we shot it where they shot some of those iconic old episodes and films. Uh, a big Bollywood Bhangra music video. And we did part one last December and the the, uh, the part two will come out later this year. Okay. Gotta we're ask busy. this question. I'm sorry. I said, so we're busy. Oh, you can say that? <laughs> oh God, yes. When do you even have time to think? You've got one, you got, as we say, out of one bad thing and back into another. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what you do. That is marvelous, marvelous. Thank you. Gotta ask this question. Sure. How does one become a member of Blue 13 Dance Company? Oh, that's a great question. You have to just audition. Uh, are you thinking of joining one? <laughs> um, well, I'll think, let me think about it. You know, they say think wrong, you think wrong, but I, let me think about it. <laughs> My knees ain't what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, I do. Uh, we have auditions usually about once a year for the company and we'll post it on our social media, which is at Blue13Dance and on our website at blue13dance.com for those. We really have active, really professional technical performers, but more than anything, we're looking for incredible performers that can, can really exude emotion and joy when they dance. Now you have diverse and professional performers in your performances. Yes. Please explain. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of our DNA. I mean, part of the inception and the creation and the, and the evolution of the company is rooted in 
what we call our abide principles that leads with access, belonging, inclusion, diversity, and equity. Abide. We abide by those principles in every way from organizational practices to community uh, activations and engagement to actual casting. So we really, it's, it's really important for us to have a, a really um, global majority framework of dancers and uh, administrators in the company. Now, I understand that Blue 13 brings a celebratory element to corporate events. We do do corporate events also. So from, you know, we might be at DreamWorks Animation and do a Diwali piece there to being flown out somewhere for a convention or, or a meeting for Intel or some other large company. Um, we think that's just as important. I mean, we don't want to ignore any population and the those people that are running the cogs of the industrial complex also need a little joy and diversity. So we're happy to do that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, while we have a little time, I want to tell you that Asinta is also a professor at USC. I am, Ashley. You I know, like love this. I have a nickname for it. I don't call it USC. I'm sorry, I don't call it USC. I don't, I don't. I call it, ooh, S. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> love that school. I am love stealing it. that soundbite, Rob. I'm going to use oh, that. I love that school. I do too. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, I feel so lucky to be there with the incredible faculty, of course, but, but, and staff, but especially the students. Like you saw a clip there of us just teaching. That was, I was in the studio with them for about half an hour, and that was how incredible they are. They just are such pros at such a young age. They're just so hungry to do the work, to be, um, uh, vocal social justice humans embedded with the dance work and really really open and hungry to kind of make change in the in the world so it's really a pleasure to be with them every time i'm on campus i usually come out there for a lot of seminars i used to be a lecturer there at one time but there's so much going on out there never a dull moment never never a dull moment that's why it was so when you know when we were in troy last year when there was you know crickets and there was no one there it was so sad to be there. So now that we're back in person, the campus yes. again, you have to come back soon, Ron. It's buzzing. It's just a light with life. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love to do that. Now, you uh, having an operation like you have, like uh, Blue 13 Dance Company, requires funding, money. How can the public support you? Thank you so much for asking that. Yes, the <coughs> you know, we don't just look pretty in our costumes and come out. It takes a lot of work and effort. Mm -hmm. um, so the public can support us by making uh, tax-deductible donations through our website securely at blue13dance.com, by attending Shabi coming up September 17th and 18th. And that's a socially distanced, I know people, there's a little bit of fear of, of joining right now, but that's Socially distanced, mass required, vaccinations or proof of negative COVID tests required to attend. We're trying to adhere to all of, we are adhering to all of the COVID restrictions, make sure that everyone stays safe, but can yes. still come and support a beautiful company and uh, and really support our abide principles of inclusion and equity. So that's a really, that's an easy way that you can even, whether it's 10 bucks that you donate on our website to, to coming and celebrating with us, we'd love to. And the address is uh, www.blue13dance.com. So the color blue, the number 13dance.com. Okay. What is the, I got to ask this question. What is the highest level one can get in the dance business? How high can you go? Oh, that's a great question. And it's a little loaded, Ron. It can be <laughs> because if you're, let's say, in Bollywood, right? Yeah. The highest level is that you're in a picture 10 times a year and you're performing, you're lip syncing, you're acting and you're performing all these dance numbers. If you're in a ballet company, you're a prima ballerina. If you're a choreographer like me, you run a dance company, you might be setting work on dancers all over the world or dance companies around the world. It really is what you want to make of it. It takes a lot of hard work. <laughs> and, uh, and I would say if you want to have a dance career and get to that level, it's really identifying the passions that you have and what forms those are too. One more time, Madea, can you please tell us about the event coming up on September 17th and 18th? How can I get tickets? Yes, please come. You can get tickets for Shadi at blue13dance.com or by calling us at 
1-800-242-2513. Shadi is September 17th and 18th. The gates open at seven to this incredible Brigadoon campus. And the show goes from 7.30 to about 9.30. It's a party, there's a DJ, there's live music, there's drummers, and of course there's beautiful dancing. Sincer, thank you so much for being here today. We all learned something here today. We definitely did. I want to thank your publicist, my dear friend, Lucy Pollock, and continued success in what you're doing. Thank you so much, Ron, for having me. Have a great one. Indeed. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Asente S. McDaniel. Lizzie Axis Choice, I'm your host, Ron Brewington. Roll it, Tommy. Ladies and gentlemen, and all you who ain't quite decided, put your hands together for the down-home diva, Miss Shelley King Fisher! down-home diva, yeah. Ain't your ordinary girl? We gonna do it nice and easy, then I'm gonna... Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest today is a lady I've known for a few years. When she enters the room, the whole place lights up like a Christmas tree. She's done a lot of work in the singing business and the acting business, where she's well, well known extensively in the U.S. performing her critically acclaimed solo music play. They call it the Hebrew Hillbillies, which you just saw a short clip of. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only. There you go, Shelly. How you doing? Now we're live. How you doing? Uh, Welcome once again to the Actors' Choice. Always a pleasure to see you. Put your hand by your ear, say so can't hear. Can't hear. Maybe. I hear you loud and clear. Don't hear nothing. Nada. There you go. Ask me to talk. Talk. How you sound good? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. First of all, I have to ask you: Where were you born and raised at? Well, this should say it all. I'm offering you a brand new piece of homemade candy from my hometown. Who can read this? Memphis. This Memphis. Memphis. That's right. MFS, Tennessee, y'all. That's it. All right. Like you say, you just got back from being down home, as they call it, from Memphis T. Tell us about what it was like being home. Well, there is one home. And I think that the older that we get, the more important your hometown is. I feel, Ron, and I am Shelly Fisher, that I read one of the best articles on this latest COVID Delta uptick. Now, you know, y'all know now that I am from the Delta region in Memphis, Tennessee. However, I don't care to go to the Delta region involuntarily. Since this latest Delta uptick has occurred, People are saying we are rotating between reminiscence and anger. And I must say, I'm going back and forth between both. Nothing, my hometown has never been this significant to me uh, because it's a place to come from. I wrote a song called Somewhere to Come From, you may or may not have heard. And it describes the feeling of going somewhere that's always been there, that has changed, but not that much where you feel protected and like I belong. And one thing about Memphis people is we love to chat. I have been nicknamed the mouth of the South for obvious reasons, because I can talk to anything living or dead. Don't make no difference to me. I just love to get into the rhythm of the groove. I say, get into the groove or get into the grave. And I'm not ready for the grave, however, I'm sure your listeners can relate. All my family, blood family, are six feet under in Memphis. This is very sad and the way it is with life. And there's a beauty to having the opportunity to visit my people. Uh, not that you're not, you're my people. A lot of people are my people. There's a special magic down in the Delta, as you know. I have built an entire show around my identity of growing up in Memphis, Tennessee. I happen to be Jewish. And the name of my show is The Hebrew Hillbilly, inspired by a true experience when I was seven years old in elementary school, my first grade teacher at Valentine. I took a big trip down memory road last week. The school is still there. And I don't think the teacher's still there, but 
first day of school, she called me up to her desk and she said, um, are you one of them Hebrew hillbillies? So I have to live with it, but I love it. I also do my show sometimes, depending upon how much they don't like my ethnicity. I call it Rockin' in Memphis, and I have 18 original songs. Ron has, you have been so nice to come out to see my show on several occasions. And I always bring a bottle of champagne just for you. I was just going to say that because I did not forget. Ron Brewington is a gentleman, a scholar. Ladies, you be, you're better looking than ever. What are you doing? You, know, you did your work. <laughs> Kelly, the, have you, I'm sure you thought about this. Would you go back to Memphis again to leave, to live? You know, this last trip, I really did think about it because uh -huh. uh, I guess I'm so lonely for my parents and, and my bloodline that being in Memphis, all y'all, if you get a chance to go to Memphis, it has been, I mean, it's not a has been, but it was the music center of the world uh, in the 60s and 70s. We had Stax Records, we had acts like Sam and Dave. We had Steve Cropper in the rhythm section. Okay. Midnight Hour, come on, staple singers. You didn't hear anything like this except out of Memphis. We have Beale Street, today still the reigning home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll in Memphis, Tennessee. It's very reminiscent to me and I think it's an underrated city that has tried to come back from true calamity. And uh, I think they're, they're winning. They built 14 brand new hotels. Of course, they may not be that foresighted. They didn't know the pandemic was coming, but honey, I'm from Memphis. And that's what I like about the South. What else? What, there was one name that I think I heard you say, uh, or didn't say, uh, Elvis Presley. <laughs> I love Elvis Presley, and Elvis Presley is an entity like you, Ron Brewington, that will never die, okay? There is a majesty to his sound and his legend that is incomparable. I, I am old enough to have known Elvis Presley, and I think I mentioned before, I had the opportunity and honor of flying with Elvis Presley all the way from Memphis, Tennessee to Los Angeles, California. It was a thrilling experience. And I do recount that experience in my show, The Hebrew Hillbilly. We will be performing Saturday night, September the 18th. Fingers crossed that we don't get taken down. Y'all go to brownpapertickets.com, buy a ticket, get to meet me personally. I'm going crazy, Ron. I'm going, uh, I'm afraid, psychotic from not performing. Uh, I would stand on my table, but I'm afraid I'd break it. It's an antique. Uh, I, I'm really having the experience that so many entertainers are having now. We want to perform live. You know, all of us are not getting younger. We'll be dead way before too soon. We yep. want to perform for y'all live. 18 original songs. You're coming to my show as my guest, right? Yes, ma'am. September 18th. And your viewers need to be there because we are going to kick off not only the new beginning of our society, but we are kicking off the Jewish New Year. You do not have to be Jewish to celebrate the Jewish New Year. All you have to do is to want a second chance at a new beginning. Right. Raise your hand, y'all, if y'all ready for a second chance. This has been terrible. Both God, hands, both hands. It's been expensive <laughs> up to a point. But like many people in Los Angeles, I was very, very excited to get ready to start a new beginning and a new series of performance. And I did. And uh, we thought we were doing great. I have heard from executives from some of our major theater websites. And the news isn't looking that good. I'm sorry. Uh, we were at 75% ready to go to theater June 15th when we had the first, yeah, we're open. And now we're, honey. But I'll just do my show for y'all right now. How about this? How about this? 
Rockin' in Memphis, New York City never sleeps. But I need to hear that rebel beat. That's enough at these prices. Uh, but I, <laughs> I hope you love my show because it's what I got. All right, lady. All right. Now, this song that you just sang is the longest running solo music play that you've done in the United States. Played for nine years. That's a long, long time. How many times have you performed that song? Does it get gooder and gooder every time you do it? What, what a great question. You ask great questions. Yes, it does. And the reason it does is because everybody really functions from their truth. And because I've lived in Los Angeles such a long time, sometimes I think, well, you're not really from Memphis. Because people say, well, you're not really from Memphis. Well, where? Okay. We got a little freeze oh, going on here. <laughs> I love downtown Memphis because it's the scene of my youth. And uh, the view of the Mississippi River. I'm telling you folks, if you've never seen the Mississippi River, it brings tears to my eyes. We have the most exquisite natural bluff overlooking the mighty Mississippi. And now we have several bridges and we have one bridge that's a little newer than the old bridge, which I sing about in my songs, that's shaped like an M. And it lights up at night. This hotel that I stayed at, which has been renamed from the old Madison to the H-U-U, who, I'm not sure you who, why are they calling it that name? I've had my commentaries on it, but they have a roof. Y'all got to go to it. When you walk in there and it's an in and out scenario, so they have good air conditioning on the inside part, because I got to tell you, 105 with humidity to match. When I was growing up in Memphis, Ron, I tried, I've always liked the musical alliteration and I know you do too. So I said, well, humidity, let me call it homadity. No, it's just plain hot. And as much time as I take to put my makeup on, it's gone in under five minutes. It is so hot and so sweaty. We took a walk down Front Street, which was the old Cotton Row, down to Beale Street, which is the real home of the blues, took a right turn right down to the bluffs. I was doing good till I felt like I better pray to everybody for survival because there's not a cloud in the sky and it's an uphill walk back to the hotel. Lord, I made it. I made it. And I have to give my thank you and my companion, Alec, who helped me. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Helped me with this trip. Sorry yes. to say we had kind of a sad uh, reason for going to Memphis. My cousin Lance, we were celebrating his one year anniversary of his death last August 26. Major tragedy, heart attack. Mm. And a lot of it was induced by depression from this pandemic. He was one of the country's greatest Elvis impersonators and suddenly he could not perform. It hit him really, really, really hard and he didn't make it out. Uh, so we had a celebration of his life uh, because there was a lot to celebrate and we lived through it in the 105 heat, but they did cover it up. There's a beauty in all phases of life because their life. And it was wonderful to see family and friends. And uh, I got to go to Beale Street and hear one of the greatest Memphis style bands that does exist. It is called Free World, people. Y'all can go there on many nights a week on Beale Street, Sunday night. Richard Cushing is the founder of the band. And I've just sent my CD, Rockin' in Memphis, to him. And I sure do hope he he's a great entertainer with us eight to 10 piece real Memphis band uh, that he'll play my song because why not? why not? How is your daughter? My daughter is sensational. I don't know whether y'all know it or not, but she's actually a theater major mm -hmm. and uh, she is my acting coach. She's great. And that's the hardest thing to do is to coach your mama. <laughs> but she is capable of doing that because she's strong and she's educated and uh, like the mantras that are going around today, she's strong, she's beautiful. Step she's off the old block. 
dignified and she can do anything she wants to do. Except she bosses, somebody wants to book my place. Oh God. It's hard to control these message buttons. <laughs> what have you been doing during this pandemic? I'd like to know what your audience has been doing. This is too much. It is. It's rough. It's a couple of them out there that's moved. They've got Delta. They've got the Atlas. They've got all these different strains out there now. Ron, are we ever going to get out of this? Um, let's pray. Let's pray. They say these these things come along every hundred so years. So this is what what they what's happening. Yeah, but this is the only time I'm here. Uh, yeah, and I, I really don't want to spend the rest of my time. I don't think you want to spend the rest of your time. Indoors. Uh, or locked, scared. Yeah. I have flown. Now, I've gone on two flights in the last month. I did okay. It's not fun to wear the mask, but I don't mind because I do feel it saves lives and transmission of this bitch. I'm sorry to say that on the air, but what else can you call uh, this demonic strain? I, I don't know what else you call it, but I'd like to know what you've done to make yourself look so good. Uh, I thank the Lord every day. He does that for me. He does it for you. He does it for a lot of people. He lets well, us get up in the morning. I think that you need to be a little older like we are, uh, <laughs> over 30. To really get that, because oh, thirty, um, you know, thirty-two, thirty-three, Sean Brown in there. It's not automatic. I'm sorry to talk over you because yes. I think we need reminders. Uh, and I know I do say a prayer every night. Right. Uh, of thanks, and uh, a lot of it does revolve around my daughter because she changed my life. Gotcha. And uh, I think that when people think about how something's going to be it may not even resemble what it's going to be because in gotcha. life we do have one day at a time right. and, and one breath at a time. And if ever we needed to be grateful, uh, it's now. Kelly, we're out of time. Unfortunately, can you say one more time real quick? The event happening Saturday, September the 18th. Saturday, September the 18th. And I want your, I've got a lot of songs, new songs I wrote during the pandemic. Yep. Many of them have socio-political overtones. Uh, one of my new songs called Don't Worry, Darling, It'll Be All Right was inspired by the George Floyd murder. And I, I think that it brings out a really good point. The really good point is that we're all crying for justice, but Ron, justice is just us. Go to the platforms and look up Shelly Fisher. I think you'll like my stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you so very much for being here today. I want to thank you. Appreciate and gentlemen, you. Shelly Fisher. Bye -bye. I want to thank our sponsors, Harvey Bramman, Photography is an Art, Don Ron Irwin's Haiku, Style, Passion, Heart, Larry Mufus, Book to the Future, Time Travel, Measurement in a Capsule, State Farm Agent Carla Green, and Veteran Actor Bob yeah. Ronstein's Actor Training School and Actor Space. And much thanks to our guest today, ventriloquist actor Willie Tallon, his little buddy, Lester, Blue 13 Dance Company Artistic Director, Asinta S. McDaniel, and singer-actress Shelley Fisher. Of course, special thanks to our ever-growing worldwide audience. We say be well. We'll see you again next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.